This episode of the regular podcast is brought to you by AFS Gaming and Rap Commentaries. Go to YouTube, hit the search bar. That's A M P H apostrophe S Gaming and Rap Commentaries. Best freestyles over video games you ever heard in your life, your past life, your life before that, and the life that's coming up. Also, check out my homeboy, man. He got he got his own um food blog. It's called The C Perry Approval. Man, he's doing all kind of critiquing, man. He's getting his food together. He'll come in, he'll taste the food, and write a great review on it, man. So bring him to your restaurant. Go to theCPerryApproval.wordpress.com. Let's get to it. You can't tell me I ain't worth a billion dollars. I'm sorry, I ain't trying to sound cocky, but you can't tell me I'm not a billionaire, baby. I swear to God, I kid you not, I'm not making that up. You cannot tell me that I am not a billionaire because I know that my intellectual capital is worth billions of dollars. It's going to have a, have a multi-billion dollar impact on the community, and I'm going to die trying my best to make sure that as many people benefit from the hard work I put in to get this PhD as possible. <laughs> going on y'all um you know it's late night late night i'm gonna give y'all a real brief episode it's just me by myself kilo you know go follow me on twitter that's at kilo k-i-l-o underscore righteous that's r-i-g-h-t-e-o-u-s for all of you who've never heard that word before from such a youngster like myself anyway man i've been cool this week you know um I want to, before I get into everything, which is not a lot, I want to give a shout out to some podcasts that, that shouted me out on their podcast, um, Talk It Out podcast. You know, um, Gabby, Gabby shouted me out like a couple times on there, like two weeks in a row. They, you know, they didn't shout me out, they shouted the podcast out. You know, we're two separate entities. <laughs> Uh, but thanks, Gabby, and thanks to Talk It Out Podcast. I like that podcast. You know, y'all stay with the facts. Everybody go check them out, man. The Podcast Queens, they shouted us out too, man. Hey, I want to let y'all know, Podcast Queens, Nicole, y'all got me in a lot of trouble with that shit, man. I'm going to just leave it at that. Y'all got me in a lot of trouble with that shit. All right? Anyway, let's get into some... Uh, so, um, you know, like I said, I'm going to be real brief with it. So, J. Cole dropped an album on uh, Friday, December 9th. I, I think it was the 9th. Yeah. J. Cole dropped the album December 9th. It was called For Your Eyes Only. Now, there have been a lot of, a lot of back and forth about this album amongst rap fans. Man, a lot of people saying they don't like it. A lot of people saying they love it. Oh, man. (laughs) Yo, listen. You know, I don't have a problem with anybody's opinion, whether it's, you know, whatever side of it it is. The problem I have is with the fans that that keep on saying, if you don't like this music, it's because you don't understand it and it's over your head. Like, you're not smart enough to like this music, man. Let me tell y'all something. I'm a rap fan. I love music. I love content. I love production. I listen to a lot of lyrical rappers. I listen to a lot of not lyrical rappers. 
J. Cole is not hard to understand, okay? J. Cole's music is is well put together. But as far as uh, wordplay, as far as depth, entendres, uh, lyrics, depth of vocabulary, it's not that deep. It's not even close to as deep as some of the other people that might be considered deep. One thing that J. Cole is very good, very good at is concepts. And this album is a conceptual album. It's a concept, and it's based around uh, what I got from it. It's based around the parallels between him and his homeboy, his life and his homeboy's life. Um, all of the similarities, similarities and how close J. Cole was to being that guy, but he wasn't that guy. He went the route he went. His friend went the route that he went. His friend ended up dying. And this is pretty much a love letter to his friend's daughter. But uh, wrapped by J. Cole, but in his friend's perspective. So really, if you listen you listen to this album, none of it is J. Cole, really, from what I from what I got. It's not really J. Cole. It's J. Cole's homeboy, James, I guess, that died. Which I heard something in, in the last song. I thought it might have been an older brother, but somebody told me that it was probably his friend, so... I mean, I'll go with that because I'm not the biggest J. Cole fan, so I'll just go with the J. Cole fan. He said it was supposed to be a homeboy, so. Um, overall, if if you got a you know a scale of ten, I would give the album like a five. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a good concept album. The production was great. The um, one thing I'm interested to see, he had no features on it, but he has no singles on this album. So um, I want to see how he plans to go um, platinum or double platinum again with no singles his last CD was helped by uh, he had a few singles a few uh, few things that could go on the radio and, and drive it and keep it alive and make people listen and stream it uh, this time he's projected to do around 500,000 the first week that's with streaming and everything included but I don't see how is what about this album is going to carry it. Like I feel like the the numbers are so high right now just because of the hype surrounding it. He didn't put false prophets on there, and he didn't put everybody must die on there. Everyone must die, whatever it's called. So the two biggest songs that had the hype around J Cole, he didn't even put them on the album. So yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people that say they this is his worst album. So. I don't know. I don't see it going platinum. I think it's, on, it's it's doing what it's doing right now because of the success of his last album. It's, everybody's interested. Um, I think, like, so people were saying Drake was going was supposed to drop beginning of um, December. Now, uh, Noah, I think his name was 40. He just got on um, OVO Sound Radio today. This is Saturday. He got on OVO Sound Radio <clears throat> and said that the album was going to drop um, at the beginning of 2017. So, in my belief, J. Cole putting that music out made Drake push his music back. That's just my idea. If I was Drake, with J. Cole's music being so unimpressive, I would have dropped on Christmas weekend. Really, Drake Drake is big enough that he could, he could go right along with a holiday, and it would be a perfect time to release for him. Um, since the Christmas is on the weekend, you know, it's going to be a lot of partying probably that weekend. So he could have, you know, put some music out and people could have rolled to it and, you know, 
a lot of people loved that song Fake Love and a lot of people liked um this uh, sneaking with him and Twenty One Savage. So I think Drake could have but J. Cole put enough pressure on the game that um and it made Drake push his album back, in my opinion. Absol also dropped on Friday and um Absol also had a conceptual album. But Absol's concept was uh it was based around pretty much the chicken came before the egg. So he was saying it was pretty much the the black woman is God. That's pretty much what his uh message was. If you read into it, you can go y'all can go listen to it yourself. Now, J uh, uh Absol, that's depth. There's, those are deep lyrics. Those are lyrics that you need to kind of know some things to understand what he's talking about. And that and that's what a lot of people who claim to like a message or claim to like deep lyrics, they they leave out a lot of time. They go for the people that are like that say real relatable music, and they don't actually go for the people that are rapping uh, in layers. Absol is one of them. Y'all should go check his album out. Uh, I'm gonna get off of that topic because I know y'all probably got sick of me talking about rap so much last week. Let me get all. I just want to get into that real quick. Who else dropped this week? Um, Post Malone dropped. Please don't sleep on Post Malone. But it's, he's not a rapper, really, though. He's a vibe, a vibe kind of dude. You know, I listen to, um, I listen to Post Malone. I like it because it's good riding music. It's, it's just, it just, it's feel good music, man. Don't please don't listen to Post Malone expecting to get lyrics. That's I don't even understand why people play themselves like that. So check him out also. I'm still rocking heavy to the Weekends album Starboy. The Weekend and Designer, they um were the top two streaming artists of the year on Spotify. But the Weekends album then it came out only a few weeks ago, so that's amazing. Anyway, let's uh I want to get into some more serious pressing issues, man. The trial of Dylan Roof started this week. Now, if you don't remember that name, it, it probably rung a bell, but Dylan Roof is the guy that went into a church in Charleston, South Carolina. The church is called Emmanuel AME. A-M-E. And um, that's an African Methodist church. He went into the church in uh, June of 2015, the end of June, and he shot and killed nine people in the church. Now they were at Bible. They were at Bible study. He walked in. He sat down, participated in Bible study for about 15 minutes. They didn't. They they you know they let him in there. And what he did was uh, eventually he pulled a gun out and shot people. So, or he pulled yeah he pulled a gun out and he started shooting people. Now one thing one of the facts about this situation is he had eight magazines on him. Each magazine held 13 rounds, but he. Didn't full, he didn't fill them up to capacity. He fill, he only put eight rounds in each magazine. Now that that puts him at 88 bullets or 88 rounds that he took into this building with him. The number 88 is a is a white supremacist uh, a symbol, and I guess it means hail Hitler. So he was pretty much when he walked in he walked into that place already doing a Nazi salute to Hitler with 88 bullets and this is what he it was intentional he didn't it wasn't by um coincidence that he just walked in there with 88 with eight rounds eight magazines and 11 uh, rounds in each it was purposely done okay 
And um, I was following this reporter because I was at work when the trial was happening. So I had to watch the uh, the tweets from this reporter. Her name is uh, Abigail Darlington. And it, her, her Twitter name is at A underscore big underscore Gale. So like a big gal. But um, you can go follow her because when the trial is going on, she's live tweeting everything that's happening. Anyway, she was tweeting everything. This is where I'm getting my information from. She she was live tweeting. They they um they played the video of his of his uh when he first got interviewed after they captured him. The FBI interviewed him because they wanted to get as much information as they um could, I guess, to see. I don't I don't know, but he was pretty much open about everything. And I when he was saying things, I was I believe him because he was pretty. It seemed that he was honest and he was kind of. You know, it was kind of it was kind of bone chilling, if you want to use that terminology. It was weird. He, uh, they, when they um, uh, first arrested him, the FBI agent asked him how many people he shot. He didn't even know. He said, "I." He said uh, maybe about four or five. He didn't even know how many people he shot. So that tells me he just went in there and you know, just started letting it go. He was blacked out. He went in there to do something, and he did it, and didn't pay attention to anything else. He probably, you know, I don't even the way the way um the interview sounded, as far as far as the way I read it, it seems like they'll definitely make this into a movie one day, because it is it's crazy. Uh, Dylan Roof pretty much what he said was they asked how did you. Um, come to the conclusion that you needed to do this and he pretty much said because white people need to stand up for themselves he felt like white people were being weak and nobody was fighting for white people that's what he that's what he said he said um when the Trayvon Martin killing happened by George Zimmerman when George Zimmerman killed Trayvon Martin that's when everything started for him so it all started with a search he looked up Black on white crime. That was his first search to start this whole thing out. 2012. Black on white crime. So, of course he found information that would back up his argument of black people are assaulting and being violent against white people. Now, this is the thing you need to know about the internet. You need to realize because, of course, you know already. When you research something on the internet, you will find whatever you're looking for. What do I mean by that? I mean, the internet has everything on it. If you already have a mindset, you can find knowledge that will back up and or fortify what you think already. So when you search things on the internet, make sure you look up the argument to what you're saying also. So you can read both sides because this man got on um, on Google probably and just looked up black on white crime and he found uh, i guess a bunch of statistics statistics showing that black people were were violating white people so in his mind black people were overpowering white people and there were more and more black people around and starting to take over things and he felt nobody was standing up for white people so he came up with the idea that he would go in a church and shoot it up what he did was I guess he just researched a big church in the heart of the city and that church happens to be one of the most historic churches in the country 
It's one of the one of the first African churches in the country, and it was started by slaves. the The congregation was started. It was started by slaves. The, the building is not as old as the um, church is, but uh, he looked it up. He found it, and um, he knew that there were prominent members at that church, so he knew he could make the biggest message possible by going there. He said that he had been there before, but not for service or anything. He he had been there on the outside to look at the place, just to make sure it was a good target. Like I said, all this information is like, shock, it's not shocking, it's bone chilling. It's like sick. It's, it's, it's cold-blooded information that he just, he's given, he's given up everything. He's very candid about what he did. So he, he went in, um, went in the church with his bag, of course, they you know it's church. They they won't really bother you too much about bags in church, and it was Bible study at that. They let him sit down. He kept his bag of gun, um, his gun, on his lap. You know he it, he said it was a forty-five caliber, I believe. They asked uh, what kind of bullets. He said I use hollow points. They asked him why. He said because those were the cheap kind. Now, if you know about hollow points, um, they're very very deadly. They uh. They hit, they they make um, contact with whatever the target is, and they mushroom out a little bit. They, they pretty much make it so that the bullet, the round, does not go through you. It stays in you, and it and, and does a lot of damage. Okay. So, yeah, he, he went in there to kill. I mean, of course he went in there to kill, but he went in there ready. Like, he, he wasn't... He did his research. Okay. So, um, he went in there with his bag of guns. He said he sat there and he actually thought about leaving. But he, like he, he said, um, he felt like somebody had to do it because nobody was looking out or, 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 or uh, coming to the defense of white people. He felt like he had to be that person. And he had so much ammunition because he he planned on he planned sorry planned on shooting those people. He thought the cops would be outside when he got done. He planned on shooting himself outside, but he said he shot that all those people. And when he went outside, nobody was there, so he just started driving. He just left. He said he was on his way. He was going to go to Nashville. He stopped in um, Charlotte just because, you know, I guess he needed a break or whatever. He needed gas, definitely. Um, he stopped in Charlotte. He was on his way to Nashville. They asked, why did you want to go to Nashville? His response was, I don't know, because I've never been there. Like, you can tell this is a young kid, like a, 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 just, a, just a flat out, a, you know, just a straight idiot. And not be, he's an idiot more because he wasn't even thinking about what he was doing. He just, he thought about it a long time ago and never tried to talk himself out of it. You know, it's one thing for some for some random uh, white supremacist to think what it would be like to kill a bunch of black people. It's another thing for it to take a few years and you not be able to rationalize or talk yourself out of it because it's stupid. So the kid is a young idiot. He was, he was about to go to Nashville. He got caught in um, Charlotte or outside of Charlotte, you know, somewhere in North Carolina. And the rest is history, man. The, 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 the boy is going to get, um, probably get the life sentence. 
or, or you know some people want the death penalty this is my issue with that whole thing normally when they capture people I kind of don't care what happens with them after that you know beat the trial uh, go to jail for life get the death penalty lethal injection electric chair whatever it is it doesn't matter to me because none of it it's not preventative you know what I'm saying? I don't think, like, it's not like, I mean, sending, doing whatever they do to this this white boy. First of all, this was an abnormal circumstance. It has been a long time since white people have gone in black churches and attacked. So whatever they do to him will not scare, won't scare white people from doing what they've been doing, which is becoming cops and shooting people. So it never really mattered to me. But they're going to do something to him. Uh, you know, maybe death penalty. Charlemagne and God said when they sentence him, he's going to have a big fish fry. You know, they're going to celebrate his, his demise or whatever. I think that's beautiful, you know. Have a big family gathering in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, another thing I wanted to tell y'all, my girlfriend Shay is from Charleston, South Carolina. So we went to the funeral. We We went to the funeral for those nine people. They got killed, and it was a big thing. It was a big spectacle. A lot of people out there. We didn't. Um, Shay actually knew the young, the youngest, uh, younger male. He's around our age, mid twenties. That got killed. Wanza. She knew him, so he got killed. So we went there for that. She tried to go view his body, but it was so packed they didn't let them in. So, yeah, like I said, I was in the city for the funeral of this whole thing. So it's actually more connected to me than I even let you guys know at first. I was I was there. It was it was Charleston is a very weird city, man. If you've never been there, I suggest you go. They got old slave markets, old slave auction places, you know, it, the slave jail is still there, man. It's weird. Charleston is a weird city. It looks we can get into that another time, man. If you get a chance to go to Charleston, South Carolina, go check it out cuz it's very strange. Um, I don't have too much more to say about that. I want y'all to check that out, man. Check check out this um, Dylan Roof case. <clears throat> That's one thing I want to say real quick. When these people kill black people or unarmed black males or whoever they decide to kill, stop calling it the victim case. Insert victim name here, case. Don't call it the Trayvon Martin case. Don't call it the... um. Sandra Bland case Don't call it the Freddie Gray case That's what the news they, they do that all the time They put the victim's name next to case When you're per, when your name is next to case You're the person being prosecuted You understand what I'm saying We need to get out of that mindset Stop putting the victim's name next to case It doesn't matter how many times the newspaper or news Says it We don't need to repeat it we shouldn't say the Mike Brown case. The, all these don't say the case. Their their case. It's Officer Darren Wilson is his case. It's George Zimmerman's case. It's all those officers in in Baltimore's their case. Now, yes, we don't really know their names because the news doesn't say their name a lot. They continue to say the victim's name though. You know why? Because they're saying the victim name around surrounding a crime that's been committed. They do it on purpose. When because like like I talked about last week. The brain does not know how to separate a, a lot of different things. You, you have to consciously tell it to. So if they just keep on saying a black person's name and they keep on talking about 
crime that's a crime that happens you won't even think about the fact that you're putting black people in crime together maybe you think I'm doing too much right now okay don't listen to me I'll go to the next thing we're going to the next thing uh, there was a bombing tonight there was a bombing tonight in Istanbul the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I listen to international podcasts and I notice they're well versed in the um, affairs of the world in America man why don't we care enough we don't care a lot about um, what's going on all over the world we only care about America and I think that's kind of uh, hindering us from growing more intelligently you know I think um, I think we kind of limit ourselves we think there's only a certain amount of information we can retain so we just try to keep it short keep it simple but really man we need to be up on everything going on around the world because we're at a disadvantage you know we can't complain that people come here taking our jobs if they're coming here smarter they come here and they're smarter they probably deserve the job so you know keep your keep your eyes open um, but Istanbul there was an attack outside of a soccer stadium after a game around two hours after a game someone uh, I guess a suicide bomber uh, suicide bomber blew himself self up at a police station and uh, last time I checked they didn't have any official numbers one report said that 38 people were wounded another report said 20 people were wounded and 13 died most of them were police officers most of the people hurt period were police officers but they say this was an attack on police you know uh, I don't know they said nobody claimed it yet I don't I don't know you know I just wanted to tell y'all because that's a big thing and they'll probably be talking about it a lot on the news in the coming days and all that I'm sure they'll put it on uh, ISIS very soon you know what I was thinking about though we use this thing, we say ISIS, you know, Islamic State in Syria. But then I think about um, why do we call them ISIS? You know, um, they, we gave them a name. And I know, you know, on, on, the, on a deeper level, of course I know that ISIS is just an American group. For those of you who don't know that it's just an American-backed, CIA-backed group, why don't one of y'all tell me? Why did we give them their name? They didn't have a name. There was no, there was no ISIS. When they started um, doing what they were doing, there was no ISIS. That's, that's not a thing. So the people who don't know that it's American, <laughs> why don't y'all tell me what you think ISIS is, a, you know, what it, What do you think it is? You really think it's some random terrorist group from the Middle East? Why don't y'all let me know, man? But the reason I, I was thinking about the name is because, you know, ISIS is like an acronym. I-S-I-S. I think I remember, if I remember correctly, the, um, those, that, that, those languages over there, they, I don't think they have vowels in them. If they do, last time I, ch I thought they didn't. 
So for it to be an ISIS thing, you know, that's that's the weird part to me. Islamic State. It shouldn't be ISIS. It should be whatever they call themselves. If they don't call themselves anything, we shouldn't have gave them a name. But I think America gave them a name because, we, you know, we created them. But that's another story. On to some more propaganda. The hacking. Now, I really, I really wanted to get into this hacking thing because I want to point it out to y'all before, before we get tricked into believing some crap that's not true. Now, although a lot of us are against Trump and against the um, Republicans and what they're about to try to do to everybody, we got to be real and we have to be, be uh, mindful of this tricky crap that they're trying with the news right now, man. They're trying to use minority and, and female anger to sway our opinions about other things that have nothing to do with anything. So, the, the, um, some, some Washington Post report came out and said that pretty much they found evidence that that Russia was tied to the hacking. Now, it's trending on Twitter. The number one trending topic was Russian hackers or Russian hacking or whatever it was. What was it? Uh, yeah. Russian hackers. But I'm going to tell you what they really said, though. And I'm, it's just gonna, it's one sentence that says everything. My computer is moving slow right now, so give me a second. Um, okay, this is the one statement that you need to key, zero in on it. Washington Post story that intelligence agencies have identified individuals with connections to the Russian government who provided WikiLeaks with thousands of hacked emails. Now, that's the statement that matters right there. But when, when other people make news stories about that statement, they're putting Russian hackers. No, that's not what happened. The CIA identified people that were connected to Russia. They didn't say what the connection to Russia was. They just said they were connected to Russia. But those people are the ones that, that hacked the government, though. that hacked the, um, the Democratic National Committee. Those people has some kind of, they're not saying what the tie is, but so they're taking that information and saying, since they're connected, we can write a story about this. They have a connection to Russia. We can write a story saying Russia hacked the DNC. That's not even, no, that's not what happened. Russia didn't hack the DNC. They know people. They know of people who have a connection to Russia. Those are the people that hack. So I just want y'all to, before we go any further in, in this time, I need you to watch that, man. Try to figure out what's going We need to try to figure out what the hell is going on right now with Russia because this propaganda thing is going too far. I'm, I'll keep on wondering, like, even in movies and everything, they, they just continue to make Russia villainous. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. What are they trying to put us in right now? This Cold War is still going on. But I don't understand why they're trying to get us all to hate Russia, though. Not saying that there's not bad things happening in Russia. I just want to know why they're trying to get us to hate Russia, though. 
See what I'm saying? It's, it feels to me similar to things I've read about um, how they talked about communism and USSR back in the day, Soviet Union. It feels like that. I mean, of course, it's not as um, it's not as blatant, but it just feels similar to things I've read about the past. And it feels kind of similar to how they did um, Middle Eastern people. Just villainize them. But um, just pay attention to those words, man. When you hear Russian hacker and you hear ISIS, just look at the person who said it, man. When you hear words like liberal and left and right and, and conservative and all that, just watch the people saying it because they're trying to, they're using these words to, to shape shit, you know. They say they're reptilians and they, they've been shape-shifting, so just pay attention to that. Uh, Like I said, I'm going to keep it short with y'all, man. That was all I really had for you. Uh, Is there anything else? Oh, Lamar Jackson that plays for Louisville, you know, the young quarterback. He won the Heisman, so congrats to him. Um, I think that's pretty much it, man. Like I said, go listen to um Talk It Out podcast, you know. That's a good one for some information. Podcast Queens, they're my people right there. I think they like my internet folks. Uh, the Podcast Brothers, it's a good one. They drop on the same day I drop. Um, who else? Uh, everybody else, man, who who, who uh, reposts, you know, stakes is high. They all, a lot of people in that in that circle right there. They they look out for me so. I want y'all to also go back and listen to the Chicago episode, man. Everybody needs to hear that. It's called Our City. It says Our Cities Are Safe with a question mark, like, because they're not safe. So episode five, go listen to that. Also, um, play this one again. You know, uh, you don't have to listen to it. Just let it play. You know, I'm trying to get, you know, a couple million views. You know, last week we did a milli. You know, we doing drink champs numbers over here. You know, don't don't look at those SoundCloud numbers, man. You know, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. You know, I get listens under the table. You know what I'm saying they pay me. You know, we doing drink champs numbers over here. Um, next week we'll be in Youngstown. I got a, I got a good good one coming up for you. I'll be in Youngstown, Ohio, back home. Got a real good one coming up for y'all, man. So, yeah, yeah, y'all be ready for it, man. Um. Like I said, uh, you know, um, thanks. Peace.